save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Do you bleed green? Are you an ultimate Eagles football fan? Well, you're in the right place. Well, you're in the right place. <laughs> this is Birds 365. Hosted by the new Mac and Mac, Jody McDonald and John McMullen. Here we go, here we go. Who collectively have covered and talked about more than 50 plus years of Eagles football. Kick off your day with Birds 365. You'll get debate. We love to argue. You'll get the real story from inside the locker room. And you'll hear from some of the great football minds from around the region. You're about to become an Eagles insider. Get in the game. Join Jody Mack and Johnny Mack. And join the football community that flocks to Birds 365. Birds 365 starts right now. Welcome to the NFL. Let's go! Let's go! Go! It's a Tuesday here on Birds 365 on the Jacob Sports YouTube channel. You got Mac and Mac back. Good to have John McMullen back from Detroit with me here today as we go a day past a sweaty Eagles victory over the Detroit Lions. Uh, Johnny Mac uh, travels back and forth to Detroit, no issues. Uh, no, not not other than your typical travel issues. So. It's a bear to get anywhere these days, but, uh, you know, no issues. Okay, good. Delays or anything at that stage. Good to hear. No, you made it out uh, safe and sound. No, good to know you made it back safe and sound and back in time to hear Nick Sirianni, which I've got some questions on that. But I haven't had a chance to talk to you about the 38-35 win. And I got to say this. Um, Yesterday here on the show, and Barrett did a really nice job filling in for you. We have our, our stream guys. Um, my own personal social media accounts that I got a lot of Eagle fans who want to chime in, share their opinions with me. And last night I was on WIP after the Monday night football game. And the thing that surprised me most, most about the react now, this is just a very personal thing. Um, yeah, I listen to WIP yesterday. Yeah. You check out other people's social media, but just from my perspective, people worrying too much about Jalen hurts running the football as much as he did. Oh, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm like, I can't, I, 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 you know, there's not this magic number of carries that, oh, he's going to get hurt. He's over 125. Uh, you know, it's, it's, you know, similar. You and I go to the baseball analogy, probably me more than you, but you're a baseball guy. So I, I go to baseball analogies a lot. 
Same thing with pitch counts. Like, oh, 99 is fine, but once you hit 100, it's over. The wall is uh, – it, it, it drives me insane that people think they can legislate these types of things. So, so I'm with you 100%. You know, it struck me during the game, and I said it on the postgame show, uh, the Jacob Media postgame show with Mike and Derek and and, and Devin and, and, and Seth Joyner. And I said it to Seth. Um. You know, this isn't a run first team. This isn't a pass first team. This is a Jalen Hurts first team. As here, here's how I describe it. Everybody's saying, "Can you win a game because of Jalen Hurts?" Well, you just saw it. They yeah. won a game oh, because yeah. of Jalen Hurts. He won that game for them. Not, not they didn't win despite the quarterback. They won because of the quarterback. And why did they do that? Well, a large part of it, not all of it, because he's a very unique player, made some big plays throwing the football as well, especially the one, the the deep throw to A.J. Brown. Most of it, though, was with his legs. And he, the Lions didn't know what to do with it. That, that Dan Campbell, um, um, Alex Anzalone, uh, 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 the other, Malcolm Rodriguez, the rookie line, they're like, wow, after the game. I'm, I'm having to deal with that. Um and so many times, and I'm glad Nick said this, Nick said it after the game. I think he said it again yesterday. He talked for so long yesterday. Um, he bailed us out so many times. You know, maybe he called the wrong thing. He's bailing them out. You know, maybe the lines got loose on a blitz once. He bailed them out. Um, I, I, yeah, I'm with you 100%, Jody. I and can't let me, worry about it. Well, I think you can. But here's what annoyed me, because I think it's an actual legitimate concern, because he did carry it. They said 19 times was the official number, but he took a knee at the end, so it was actual 18 <laughs> carries. They had to. Uh, it it is of concern. He was hit more than any other quarterback in the National Football League Week One. I'm not just going to pretend that that didn't happen. But here's the way I think: if you're an Eagle fan afterwards, you have to look at this game. Like John McMullen said, they won because of Jalen Hurts. That has to be the lead paragraph. That's where you have to start your conversation, and then you can continue and 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 get to the point of, yeah, but they need to be careful because they're putting Jalen at risk. Jalen's putting himself at risk plenty. And are you ready to have Gardner Minshew? You want to end up like the Cowboys no. and have – Gardner made you playing for two months. So it needs to be noted. It has to be taken into the overall consideration. But it can't be the first thing. Not after no. the game that he had. Not after the game-saving plays that he made. You have to acknowledge that they won the game more so because of him than anyone else. And then you can go into, yeah, but he's still running a lot. And he's putting himself at risk a lot. And, yeah, he's a tough guy and he's a big guy. He's a strong guy. So he can withstand a lot more pounding than other quarterbacks in the NFL. But if you're going to do it enough, you're going to ro roll the dice enough. At some point, it could come up craps. And then that's what happens to the Eagles. Their season goes into crapper. So it, I think it's a very fair acknowledgement and point to make. But come on, at least give him credit for what he accomplished yesterday, yeah. which was winning the Eagles the game. Well, you should certainly give him credit first. And yeah, maybe that could be 10th or 11th on your nitpick list. Here's why I think it's so low. You know, and this is something I also mentioned to Seth and he agreed with because, and, and I bring that up because he's a former NFL player. 
Um, so he knows, and he's played for different coaches. And one thing I've heard from literally, not figuratively, literally used correctly, every single coach I've ever talked to has used the cliche, uh, control what you can control to, to the point where you roll your eyes, you hear it so much. Um, but it's true. It's a cliche for a reason. I can't control. You, you bring up, do I want to see Gardner Minshew? No, I don't want to see Gardner Minshew, but I can't control it. Just like, how did Dak Prescott get hurt? Not yeah, running the, the football. Um, you know, you talk about Teron Smith in Dallas. I, I They can't control that. So what, what if Jordan Mailata goes down next week? I don't want to see Jack Driscoll. Derek Barnett, you saw him go down. Now, I know fans don't like him and don't think it's a big deal, but it's a big deal for the Eagles rotation. Non-contact ACL injury. You can't – I don't care what any of these – uh, 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 sports science, you can't control injuries. There is a part of randomness that drives people crazy right. and they right. want to control it. They yeah, want to yeah. control it. I understand. I can't, can, I can't can I, control Can it. I interject a second? Yeah. So then the Eagles not playing guys in preseason is folly. because Well, it is to a certain injuries. degree from the, 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 if they think, here's where it's folly, Jody. If they think they're controlling injuries, it's folly. That's my it's point. folly. Um, now you, you know it. It is you know if 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 you stay in bed, right, you're less likely to sprain your ankle than if you go out and you know run a couple miles. Um, so there is some you know you're increasing your odds. I'll give them that. But to say that you're controlling uh, the injury impact. Yeah, I mean, look, there's 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 two sides to think about everything. The, the side I just mentioned, yeah, if you're going to sit in your your chair, you're going to be safer than if you're out doing something active. Yes, not unquestionably. On the other hand, if you're going to sit in your chair, 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 and then say, okay, this is the day I got to go out and do something active. Are you more likely to get injured because you're not prepared because you've been sitting in your chair and you've atrophied for three weeks? So, I mean, there's two, there's two ends of the equation. And I think all these people trying to, Oh, I have the, the idea to prevent injuries. No. And, and when it comes to Jalen hurts, here's the issue. First of all, some of it's baked in, baked in. He rushed it 17 times. That's not going to happen every week. They needed it this week. Right. They needed it to get over the hump. It's not going to happen every week. It's not like, oh, he's going to run it seven times a week. We're going to project over 17 games. No, there are going to be games where uh, they don't need it. And and maybe the, the passing game is cooking a little bit more. And maybe the running game absent Jalen Hurts. Uh, Miles, Miles had a big day, but you, you get the point. They're not going to need it to that point each and every week. So a lot of it's baked in. Something else that Nick said that I liked, if we got to throw it 50 times, we're going to throw it 50 times. If we're going to run it 50 times to win, we're going to run it 50 times. If Jalen's going to run it 20 times, Jalen's going to run it 20. Just get to the finish line. That's what I like about Nick Sirianni. He does seem to, all right, Howie and Jeffrey, you can have the offseason. You can talk about whatever you want, what you want, when that game starts, I'm going to try to win that game. 
I like that about Nick Sirianni. All right. And uh, as do I. And when he said that yesterday, I know some people had a problem with it. I didn't. I, I'm with you. I liked it that he said, in the moment, we're going to do what we have to do to win the football game. And the pre-planning and what we think we should happen, it, 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 we have to be able to adjust on the fly. And if it's going to take this for us to win, we're going to do it. If it's going to take that for us to win, we're going to do it. I like that. How do they not adjust and play Jordan Davis more in the second half? After yeah, they get to a- the half, and they've been having the ball run down their throat on plays where he's not on the field. They come out in the second half and use them the same limited amount of times that they did. Uh, I would ask Nick the follow. Well, then why don't you play? If you're going to do whatever it takes, if you're going to be able to adjust on the fly, if you've got a preset number of how you want to do things before it happens, and then the game unfolds and you're going to be ready, willing, and able to adjust. How do they have Jordan Davis playing so little when they're having the ball run down the throat their throat when he's not on the field? Yeah, that's a that's a legitimate criticism that I agree with. Um, you know, when he was on the field, the lines were under three yards per carry. When he was off the field, they were at ten yards per carry. <laughs> and the Eagles are an analytics team. Yeah. They, I don't want to say they live and die with it, but they're proud of the fact that they're one of the more analytically driven teams. How do you get around that analytic? Yeah. Um, I don't know, but they tried. They were like, well, guys just tackled better. They they had a really bad day tackling. So I think pro football folks, 30 teams played, right? So not, not counting last night because they haven't uh, formulated that yet. Eagles were 30th of 30 when it came to tackling. Oof. Uh, in the NFL, uh, uh, a lot of it was um, they tackled a little bit better when Jordan was in there. Now, how much did that have to do with Jordan Davis? Maybe a little bit, um, but I am concerned from this perspective, Jody. A lot. I don't think Jamon Hargrave and Fletcher Cox are going to play that poorly week in and week out. But if they do play poorly, if they don't live up to their reputations, their standards they're going to have an issue in those 40 fronts stopping the run because Hassan Reddick's undersized. Um, they're built for the passing game. Kaiser White's undersized. These are they, That's a pass rush. That's a very good pass rusher, very good coverage linebacker. The, the safeties, they're coverage guys. Chauncey Gardner, Johnson, Marcus, they're coverage guys. They're not big Jamal Adams thumpers, who also got hurt, by the way. Going to miss the season, um, th- you know they're going to have issues if 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 they're using that forty front against teams that can run. And then part is the other. Look, I, the Lions' offensive line is better than people think it is. It is a top ten offensive line when Ragnow is healthy, um, and they didn't even have Bytai, um, and it's still top ten. And you're trying to roll out those guys sometimes you do have to, you know, I talked about the Eagles arrogance in coming into this game. I think they're a little arrogant against that offensive line thinking, well, we can stop them with a four man front and they couldn't, and they didn't adjust. So the fact that they didn't adjust, I think that's the legitimate criticism uh, for Jonathan Gannon that people can levy at him, but they're over the top, you know, I mean, week one, uh, but overreaction Monday is awesome. But week one overreaction Monday is just unbelievable. It is un- all across the league. All right. For that uh, Lions offensive line, which you're saying is top 10 without Big V 
And Ragnow not being 100%, but he played. So give him the nod for being a tough guy, sucking it up, going out there and getting it done. The commanders come to town this week for the Lions. Their defense is supposed to be okay, but they're still missing their stud defensive end, and they gave up 20-some-odd points to the Jags. Oh, I'm going to take under 35 for the Lions this week. Uh, well, you, you should. You if should. you want to tell me, oh, my God, that Iron Lions offensive line, what an offense they're rolling out there. I'll take under 35. They won't be getting 35 against the Commanders. And, oh, by the way, the Eagles are supposed to be better than, than the Commanders, so why did the Eagles give up 35 points? No, well, and, oh, not, by the way, I'm on that 35, saying... I think it's worth noting, no cheapy drives. Four of the I, drives, but, 75 but, but yards. Let me make this real quick, Jody, before we get to break, because Bob's popped in the green room. I didn't say the Lions had a great offense. I think Jared Guy, I think the Eagles should be embarrassed to – Jared Cobb. I don't I don't think they have splashy playmakers. Maybe Jamison Williams turns into that. I think TJ Hawkinson's a good tight end, but he's not explosive. Nobody's exp- I think uh St. Brown's a good slot receiver, but he's not explosive. I think Swift is a good running back, but he's not explosive. Uh they they should have been able to stop that team. But what they do have is a good offensive line. And they do have a good offensive line. And when Decker's out there, and, and Panay Sewell's turning into what people thought he was going to be, and you have one of the best centers in the game. And, oh, by the way, the guard, Jackson's not bad either. Um, they had a problem with it. They had a problem with it, and they didn't adjust. Jamon Eagles, the defense was lousy. Offense was very good. Offense won the day. Jalen Hurts won the day. Yeah, Jonathan Gannon's got some explaining to do. Is he talking to you guys today? Yeah, or, happy gonna- Tuesday. They're gonna Happy they're gonna Tuesday. roll somebody else out there. They're gonna send Gannon out. All right, good. He's got uh, questions he needs to answer. As does our first guest. It'd be very interesting to see because at times we get the glass half full, Bob Groats, and at times we get the glass. I, half I think empty. we're getting the glass half empty, but I you don't think know. so. Yeah. Well, we'll find out. Know. He, we'll he surprised us being as glass yeah. half full as he was last time. Bob Groats of the Delco Times going to be our first guest today. He's up next on Bird Street sixty five. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Philadelphia fans were cut from a different cloth. Born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life. We believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible. While we may be from different neighborhoods, come Sunday, we are one and we will be heard. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. It's the number one news at 10 p.m. Action news on PHL 17. Join Shari Williams, Gray Hall, Deuces Rogers, and meteorologist Adam Joseph for all the big stories at a time that's right for you. Action news at 10 p.m. on PHL 17. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. 
But I once heard someone say. But as I always say. It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go first. Johnny Mac, Johnny Mac, and we are joined by our first guest of the day from the Delco Times, Bob Groats, who once Still again got the out, hammer up there, Bob. He's yeah, out and, yeah, out and about on the road. You just never stop, do you, Groats? Unlike the Philadelphia Eagles, you put the work in, don't you? Yeah, I'm on my way back from Detroit. It was a tough road trip. Really Romulus, tough. beautiful. Yeah. We went to Uncle Joe's, got some turkey next for I missed the game. I got a speeding ticket, but I got I can make a pretty good case. So. Uh, okay yeah i'm not sure we want details on that no right. you, you don't yeah okay, fair, fair <laughs> enough. um all right bob uh john and i both said in the first segment i'm sure you're along with the with us on this eagles defense 35 points five drives of over 70 yards just unacceptable they did not play well if i give you these three reasons that they did not play well i want you to put them in order for me number one they're not as good as we thought. We overrated them. I know I did. At least can we stop it right now? <laughs> no, 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 no. We, we need right. to go. We need to go elsewhere. Jonathan Gannon's uh, scheme stinks, and it's ill-fitted for the team, or it's ill-fitted for the NFL, whatever. Or they just had a bad day. That it's one of those things anybody on any day can have a bad day, and the, the, the Eagles just threw a clunker. Put those three things in order as to why the Philadelphia Eagles played as poorly as they did in week one. Uh, they're, they're not as good as we thought they were. I mean, right. did you see James Bradbury out there? Oh, he my made it. He got a big six. He took six. it to the house. Come on. You know, you know By why? The way, got... If it's not for James Bradbury, they'd lose that game because they only nah. have 31. Hey, points, hey, so. James Bradbury on that pick six, he got that was beat Kaiser in... White, by the way. Yeah. He got beat inside and Goff threw the ball outside and if he hadn't been late and beat he wouldn't have intercepted that i mean that's the way the day went and he got i've never seen an eagle get i can't remember the last guy eagles cornerback i saw that got targeted that much in the second half if they had caught half the drops that they had there jody and john that that score would have been a lot different i mean he got he got beat like a drum in that second half yeah, I like, didn't think we were going I, Bradbury. I mean, yeah. he oh yeah, well. oh yeah. 
and, he didn't play well. He, he was awful. He missed the wide open field tackle. He was the only one who had a shot at DeAndre Swift on that 50 yard run. Yeah, that was he bad was the time. only one. He was the only one who had a shot on that seven yard touchdown run by Swift. He got blocked by Jonah Jackson. That, by the way, he made the Pro Bowl too. Yeah, he he's a good player. Jonah, I'm telling you, that offensive line is legit. I'm not blaming the whole. Nobody listen yeah. to me. Right, I'm not blaming the whole thing on on Bradbury, but uh, that's a real problem, especially when you're playing Minnesota this week. And and the defensive lineman, uh, Fletcher Cox. Yeah, how do you get? How do I you don't get that. to Brad? That's my question, Bob. How do you get to Bradbury? It's fine. You can rip Bradbury. How do you get to Bradbury before Hargrave and Cox? Because they Hargrave got used. Cox. Hargrave looked. Uh, he looked. He looked awful. He missed. Uh, who did he miss? He missed somebody twice on, on the screen pass. It was Swift. Yeah, he missed him twice. He yeah. missed tackles twice on the same play. And um, and Cox, I don't know if he's got anything left. I've, I've thought this for a while, and I, I was really kind of surprised that they re-signed him. I don't know what that deal was because I, I don't think he has much left. So Well, got- I will say if those two guys play like that all year long, the Eagles are in trouble. I don't think they will. I think, you know, with Javon, you have the injury. He he didn't even have a summer. He was out for the whole stinking thing with the toe injury. Showed up. He wasn't ready to play. With and he's Fletcher, a lot Yeah, with Fletcher, it's a little bit more concerning because he had a whole summer and he wasn't good. He's got good. high miles. The, the guy's yeah. got a lot of high, you know, the mileage on him. So I think that I think that's the big issue right there, right in the middle. They were They were a better team when Jordan Davis was in the game. You know, taking up guys. The rare he, points he was in the game. Yeah, he played what twenty issue. snaps. Twenty-two. Yeah. Yeah, twenty. Okay. I mean, that, that, so they're going to have to do that, but they're going to have some problems this week trying to uh, with their coverage. Yeah, I don't know because Minnesota has a bad offensive line, especially in the interior. So it's like they have the oh, great skill position players, but they can't block anybody in the interior. That's been the issue there for years. They'll, they'll the lines can rid- block everybody, but they have no skill players. They'll get rid of the ball fast, just like kind of like the, or, or they they'll be able to run it with the. Uh, they got a pretty good running back, right? Oh yeah, Dalvin Cook. Well, I mean yeah. that Dalvin yeah. Cook doesn't need a lot of offensive. Uh, still need, going. yeah. So yeah. I I see more seventy five yard drives this week. I, I really do. I, I think this is going to be a real problem. Yeah, but I don't Kirk think Con- I don't. Conscience likes to drop back seven yards and throw it. He's not yeah. going to be two step dropping. And, and they have Justin Jefferson, so you don't have to worry about seven. It might be two plays, seventy five yards, because he might go for fifty. Uh, yeah, and Thielen's than. healthy, right? Yeah, Thielen's yeah. healthy. Uh, they, Irv Smith is healthy. They got some, um, they're going to have some problems. You know, it's a good thing that offense can score points. That's all I can say, because they're going to need them. All right, what's your level of concern? Oh, and, and by the way, I put Gannon third on that list, really. Uh, I don't think it was his scheme so much as uh, the execution. It, the execution was ridiculous. Yeah, the tackling was awful. It yeah, was and, awful. And, and you know what? That tackling is what you get when you don't tackle during training camp yeah, and uh, yeah. these joint practices. I mean, that was – it looked like they were still doing that kind of exercise in the game, John. Yeah, that like part they, of it, that part of it's self-correcting too. That's like the uh, the first two games is the new preseason type of thing. Uh, but they get, can't be that bad tackling if they are. Well, Bradbury yeah, is. Bradbury has missed a lot of tackles. He's he's a guy that misses tackles, and he's a guy that offenses have always thrown the ball a lot at. So that that rewatch the third and fourth quarters with him, 
It looked like he didn't even want to be in the game. I mean, he's yeah. like five steps behind. All right, but hold, whoa, 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 hold on. <laughs> you're, you're just beating this poor guy into the ground. I didn't have a great game, <laughs> it was bro. unbelievable, yeah, Jody. You got him. You got him nine feet under. Did right. Darius Slay not give up a couple of big plays too? That back shoulder. That back shoulder. Oh. And who was the guy? Uh, no, that was uh, Charks. Uh, DJ Chark, yeah. I, I've never heard of these guys. St. Saint Chark, the Eagles. Whatever. Actually, yeah, Eagles, yeah everybody, a uh, lot of Eagles fans wanted Chark. I didn't agree with him, but uh, he's, well, he's he okay. Had a, he had a couple of drops. Yeah. he. I mean, they dropped balls all day, and they still got within three points at the end. That Wow. They, 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 the Eagles got lucky. Now, I, I, I got to defend Bradbury here a little bit. Not How in run you support. defend that? If Not in run support. Half, well, I'm looking. I'm looking at the numbers. He got targeted six times. They completed one pass against him. I mean, he's a corner. Well, he got. I think he got. I, that's that's a really uh, targeted six times. I think it was more than that. And they targeted were six times. Of, one one reception. One reception. Yeah, I didn't think Bradbury was that bad. I come out uh, of that he, game going, was, "Wait a minute, he's big well, no, plays plays. The bad. other team is making big plays against Slay." I think he was bad run support. I think Bob's right there. Um, but I got, don't think he was bad in coverage. Go go back and watch the guys. He's not even within three or four steps of him in that second half. It was just – I mean, that's going to be well, – wait, you'll, you'll see what I mean in this next game because I don't see how he can turn that around that quickly. So, And, and the other thing is that the pass rush, you know, what the offensive line Completely is good. Completely non-existent. But, yeah, yeah, but uh, guys, maybe, man, and maybe I'm, I do uh, have seriously, to move Gannon up a little bit because you got to blitz more. Seriously, at one point, I know everybody says it's the Lions. I know that, but how many tackle tandems, other than your own, are going to be better than Taylor Decker and and Panay? John, John, they they went three and fourteen last year with that same offensive line with this no blocks of No, 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 it. Jody Ragnar was out week four. Uh, Decker was out early in the season. They didn't have those two guys for the majority of the season. It is not the same offensive line. Those guys weren't there for the Eagles game. Those guys weren't there for the majority of the season. Those guys are good players. At some point, people have to recognize the other team's playing too. Uh, and, And the other team, look, the Eagles had more talent. They ultimately outlasted uh, the Lions. But the offensive line is stinking good, and you'll start this week. The Vikings have – oh, they have good tackles. They have a bad interior line. Their tackles aren't as good as the Lions, though. That 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 might be the best duo of tackles the Eagles see all season. I'm not even joking. That might be it. That might be the best two tackle tandem they see all season. That That's all they had. That, but that's all they had. It's like – the defense was fast. They had a good game plan. The Eagles did uh, they, they did not do a good job of adjusting the entire game either. They just uh, that I, I'm not so sure that um, you know. Remember what uh, Nick Sirianni said about or uh, Gannon said about guys having to having to you know make decisions on their own and spur the moment type things. They have to. Impro- improvise a little bit, and uh, I didn't see that at all. You know, Unless, no, I didn't uh, see much. Uh, that that's my biggest I, criticism. I don't of think they have Gannon. a leader. Who, like who's they the leader? weren't. Who's the they, leader they, on that he, defense? Here, here was my issue. They went and into don't tell that me game. Brandon Graham. Yeah, there's they, no they, leader. 
they went into that game with a with a plan for the rotation on the defensive tackle position and didn't waver from it, even though it was clear the original plan wasn't working. So I don't know if that's Tracy Rocker. You know, happy Tuesday, Bob. Are you going to be at the Novacare Complex later? We'll get yeah. to see Jonathan Gannon. He's not going to throw Tracy Rocker under the bus. But who's ever responsible for not changing that defensive tackle rotation in-game that's a bad job. That's a bad job by them. Well, and, and look who you got. <laughs> look, look who the defensive tackles are. I like, and you guys were laughing at me for talking about Milton Williams. He played better than everybody, any of those tackles. I, I think Milton's a good player. Yeah. I, I, and, and by the way, that Derek Barnett injury, he's going to get to play more defensive end now as yeah, well. well. And, um, and was and Hassan Reddick was was he there? He yeah, I saw him. Was yeah. he there? That's his check, I'm pretty sure, but uh, I yeah. didn't see him make any plays either. And oh, by the way, Derek Barnett, good to know you. Who who is the leader on that we'll, defense? We'll never see him again in an Eagle uniform. T.J. Edwards. T.J. Edwards? Edwards. Well, there yeah. you go. There, there's your problem. There's not. Well, it's the middle a linebacker. I mean, there's middle linebacker. So you got to be making plays. It's got to be somebody who's making plays. That help you win games, and they don't have that. I mean, by the way, there are 15 Eagles uh, who who rush the passer, according to your favorite Pro Football Focus uh, yeah, against they, the Lions. The the worst of the 15, the guy they're paying 15 million dollars to rush the passer, Hassan Reddick. Hassan, well, I've never, I've never a lot of 15s accused, there. Pro Football Focus. I don't know where what they you know. <laughs> They have their own coding. I mean, they're like it's like the Da Vinci Code. Nobody knows what it is, but everybody quotes it and throws it out there. Yeah, says, you're right. look at this. I, I, I quote it. Yeah, but, but he I, did not. But in this case, he did not. <laughs> from the eye test, he did not look great rushing the. No, pass he did. He didn't. And yeah. they they graded him as the worst pass rusher of the Eagles on that. And they blocked. Here's here's what scares me about Hassan Reddick. Because it starts in the middle, and John and I talk about it all the time. We did a lot during this offseason, mostly about Jordan Davis, that it might not show up statistically. But because he takes two blockers, because the other team shows so much respect for him, that that makes it easier for everybody else. Well, number one, he's only on the field for 22 snaps. And number two, he's got to actually earn that respect. We can't just give it to him on a platter because he was a first-round draft pick and he was as good as he was in limited use at Georgia. But that might be what Hassan Reddick needs, that he's got to be in one-on-one situations, that if he at any time is taking chips and tight ends and whatever, he's not going to power through. He's not going to Reggie White uh, swipe by somebody. Yeah, Yeah, he's one of those guys who, if the other guys aren't getting their job done, don't think Hassan's going to be able to do it by himself. Maybe that's all Jordan Davis can play this year is 20, 25 snaps. Um, big guy, much more intense. That's all he played level. at Georgia. So yeah. much I mean, more intense. This is a little, this is different. I mean, it's different taking on a double team in the NFL, obviously, than, than at Georgia, even against that good competition. So that, that might be what you're looking at right now. I mean, a 20, 25 snap thing with him. He might not have the stamina to, to do it. So, but uh, all that said, Fletcher Cox, man, wow. <laughs> and and you know another guy I thought he did, and, and he's a great guy, and uh, he, he's one of my favorite Eagles, Brandon Graham. 
he he looked like he was a step slow too. He he came in and made and, and gave him a little bit of juice right away. But after that, wow. Brandon got a sack. Back. Come on, baby. Brandon he's got a coming. sack in, in three hurries. Brandon was the only guy who did anything. Come on. I got I we have to put this in the proper context. That's got a half a sack. Are you gonna say Fletcher got a sack too? They each got a half a sack. Well, that was a bad, and that was a bad snap. But that's why I exactly. But that was it. They wouldn't have gotten the 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 sack. Yeah, but Jody, that's why. That's why I. That's why yell at you all off season that sacks are such an over. Unless you look at every single sack and see what happened on that particular play, they can be so meaningless. And you saw a perfect example. That was a meaningless sack. Yeah. So, and that's why I think people look at pressure ratings more and. How much? How close? And do you affect the quarterback? And that's why the Eagles should have had two more interceptions. They were banging into each other. Slay dropped. Yeah, one. Jared Goff so, is terrible. You know, um, so there's your there's your bad game theory there. Yeah, Jared Jody, Goff me. was Jared Goff was is and always has been terrible. He, he is. put up thirty five points against He's the awful. Eagles defense. How do we explain that? They got yeah. more touchdowns but than he, the Eagles he, he, offense did. You know, he really didn't play well, Jared Goff. And, you know, I hear what you're saying. They put up all those points. It was mostly off of the running game. They couldn't do anything. And, you know, DeAndre Swift, who's a nice player, nice player, don't get me wrong. But he's not, you know, he's not Derrick Henry. He's not Nick Chubb. He's not what they're going to see this week in Dalvin Cook. He averaged 9.6 yards per carry. 9.6 yards per carry. I mean, that's just unacceptable. That's just unacceptable, which leads me to the other side of the football, Bob. Jalen Hurts won this game for the Philadelphia Eagles. Jalen Hurts carried the Eagles over the finish line. You agree with that or disagree with that? Oh, yeah, that that that, that was obvious, yeah. That, that was the obvious. And um, and that offense, they, they still got a lot of things to straighten out there. How, how could Devontae Smith not get a catch? That's amazing. I mean, I was concerned about what that did, all what did you? And, and how could Dallas Goddard, who, by the way, was open all day? He, he didn't even, I don't open. even know. I don't know if he looked at him. I, I don't know how much Hurts even looked at him. That You got to, this could be a prolific passing attack. I think Hurts can throw the ball well enough to get those guys. I don't know if he just doesn't see it. You know his decision. He's not coached to see it, Bob. It's his, one. It's eight. It's well, high, low progression. That's it. So it's got to be on the coaching staff. And I asked Nick this yesterday. It's got to be on the coaching staff to be disciplined to get Devontae Smith and Quez Watkins involved. They weren't disciplined enough in Week One. Nick kind of admitted that he's got to be more disciplined. Um, but when AJ Brown is dominating, who cares? Yeah. 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 Well, I- I'll tell you who cares, John. Devontae, Devontae. Smith. Yeah. Right. Devontae Smith. Yeah. And I and- said this last night on WIP, Bears repeating here. One week. Kind of stuck out like a sore thumb. I didn't see it coming that he was going to take a goose egg. And yeah, it concerns me a little bit. Let's see what they do this week. If I bet this he week gets Devontae the first Smith target. has two catches for 19 yards, I'm going to go, wait a minute. Is, is he being frozen out here? Are Jalen and AJ just too tied to them? Let's give him a week to see that this past week wasn't phenomenally. If it happens again, yeah, we're going to have questions. But I'm I'm not going to overreact to week one, him being shut out. It's, uh, um, it's not Jalen's fault. 
Um, he's he's going where he's designed to go, and if not, he's going to run the football. Um, so if Devontae is not involved, blame Nick Sirianni and Shane Steichen. That's who's to blame. That's and I don't know. It's hard to you know. First you, target, Bob. First target is going to be Devontae Smith against yeah, the Vikings. You can you can say this, but Hertz has to make some decisions too. And yeah. you can't tell me you can't high low high never, low outlet. He just never looks at these guys. I mean, it's like how can you why why do you why do you add a receiver like AJ Brown? Well, you, obviously you want to throw to him, but how do you how do you do that after? Drafting a guy in the first round, another guy in the second round, and and both those guys, you, uh, well, Goddard's paid a lot of money, and then you don't get him the ball. I mean, that's you want Goddard to be your blocking tight end. If that's if that high low thing, if if Hertz doesn't have the freedom to to spread the brawl around, that's that's just ridiculous. And I and I don't I don't know about that. I think but that's the whole NFL. I think it's he just, just didn't the Eagles. See it. I think he, he's, Eagles. he's so afraid of turning the ball over. That uh, he just pulls it down and runs. And, and by let the me, way, let me give Jalen. Uh, sorry, Bob. Um, let me give Jalen his credit because I don't think enough people have done this yet. One of the major concerns we talk about here on Bird Three Sixty Five, all the other places as well. Make him go left. Make him go. I thought we were talking about a basketball game here as much as we were talking about Jalen Hurts. Make him go left. He can't throw when he's going left. He threw the ball left a lot over the way, yeah. and, and most of them to A.J. Brown. But he did well throwing to his left, and that was supposedly one of the concerns about him coming into the year. He I, did. I, I can't say put it to rest, but he looked pretty good throwing to his left. I'm not as worried about that as well, I was. I, and I, throwing I it think, in the middle of the field. I think the criticism is when he's moving to his left, he can't throw. Not that from the pocket he can't throw to his left. Um. And the one time he got flush left, he just ran out of bounds. I think that's a positive sign. He, when he gets in trouble is when he tries to throw the football across his body in the middle of the field and those types of circumstances. So it's smart. Just live to play another down. Uh, that's positive. But the big story with Jalen, 17 carries, Bob. So you have all these people can't do that. I, I, can't do that. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Bob Groats, not sustainable. It, 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 it isn't. isn't. Yeah. Did, and did you see the shots that he took? I mean, he he's so Yeah, quick. by the way, and Sirianni kudos, was talking about that. I'm giving too many kudos to Nick, but I'm giving another kudos. He, he didn't complain. He didn't have one issue with officiating. Um, all fans are going nuts. Look, if somebody commits before, as a defender, before the quarterback starts the slide, it's not a penalty, no matter what you think. And Nick, to his credit, did not complain about the officiating. He said there was he had no issues uh, with the way they called it. Um, but here's my thing: the overriding. Why can't it work? Lamar does it. Josh Allen does it. Why can't it work? Why can't it work? Yeah, Lamar, not, not not seventeen times. Yeah. Well, yeah, Lamar. but that's not going to happen every week, Jody. They needed seventeen to win this game. They're not going to need seventeen every week. I don't know that. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. They don't need it. They're not going to need it every week. Yeah. I. I that. That's. Yeah. No. That. This was the anomaly. But if you think Jalen Hurts this week know. against the Vikings is only going to rush it four times, I think you're mistaken as well. If you would have, if you would have told me he'd have to run 17 yards, I mean 17 times against 
the Lions and win a game, I, I would have said you're crazy, you know. And I, I was thinking that this would be four to four to eight, 44 to eight, this game. I mean, it was like they with that firepower, you know, and and uh, the lack. That's of the problem. Expectations. Yeah. The problem with expectations is they come with expectations. Look, you saw it last night on Monday Night Football. Seattle stinks. Seattle stinks. Seattle stinks. All of a sudden, week one, the 12th man shows up. Look, Detroit, usually you're in Detroit. Jody huh. and I talked about this a lot. Don't even say that quarterback's name because he was he was No, no. What won. I'm saying is last time they were at Detroit, there were 45,000 people there. Maybe it was a mausoleum. Uh, most of them were Eagles fans. That place was unbelievably loud. That If the Lions ever get good, that place is going to be very difficult to play in as a dome and it's a small field, low ceiling. They couldn't hear. They couldn't communicate. They couldn't do anything. And they still scored 31 points. You got to give seven to the defense. But I, I think that's an overall positive in that type of environment to, to put up those numbers offensively. How is that not good? I, I see a smiling, Bob. I'm telling you, Look at the there were no Eagles fans like, there. That for, I, I couldn't believe Look it. Look at the resources. They they should have put up 60. I, 31. God. Oh, God. Hey, th this team still has there, – there's some issues with, um, if you ask me, the, the leadership. I mean, Jalen Hurts is obviously the leader of that offense. Okay, who, who's the guy after that? Jason Kelsey, no, right. no problem on all. There offense. you go. There you go. Yeah, no problem on maybe on defense. And then that's offense. it. That's it. Yeah. Lane, Lane Johnson. Um, uh, he's Lane's a good player, but I, I, I don't know if I'd put that in. But definitely more leadership on the offense, right? Yeah. The defense, well, I mean, challenge the defense. Yes. The defense. Yeah. They're all looking at each other. I mean, yeah. it, and and you know you can make Fletcher Cox. You can vote him a captain. But that doesn't mean that he's a leader, that, no. and that's for sure. I agree with that. And here's one of the other things that rubbed me the wrong way, uh, and, and maybe it was uh, the way it was uh, talked about after the game as much as the way that it actually played itself out on the game. Uh, Gardner Johnson played every single snap. Almost. He was there about 20 yeah, minutes two. before the game yeah. started. Yeah. And, oh, by the way, Jordan Davis can only get in for 22 snaps, and he was with them all preseason long. I get it. He's a rookie and Gardner's not. And uh, there are certain differences. But one guy can play every snap of the game who just showed up. And the other guy who you aggressively moved up in the draft to get, you're protecting and worried about his conditioning. Well, what the hell were you doing conditioning him all offseason? Yeah. You couldn't well, get him up to more than 22 snaps for the opener? Come on. That's apples and oranges, though. Those DBs, they, they yeah, can they're all in shape. Yeah. They can go for the real big bodies. DBs. That's the way I look at it, Jody. The big bodies, it's different. Here's, and, here's uh, why I say that's baloney, though, too. Percentage of Eagle offensive line snaps 100% across the board, right, John? Yeah, every always, single Eagle yeah. offensive lineman took every yeah, single it's snap. It's not a rotation. So, position. Defensive, uh, defensive behemoths need rest. Offensive linesmen suck it up and play every single snap. How is that's that? You want me to compare apples to apples? That's because they know where they're going. Offensive linemen to defensive no, linemen. That, that's, that's not apples. That's not apples to apples. 
defensive line is an attacking position. Offensive line is not. Those guys, especially the edge rushers, especially the pass rushers, those the guys. The offensive line knows what they're doing every yeah. play. They, they, you know, that, that's those guys expend much Jody, more it really does than help. the offensive line. It, yeah. it really does help, especially in the snow, by the way. It much more. They, they expend yeah. much more energy. And I know it's. I know he's a unicorn, but somehow Aaron Donald plays every snap. So it's not it's every doable. snap, but he does play a lot, and he is a unicorn. Um, but I mean, yeah, offensive line is not a great rotational position. Defensive line is. And by the way, Jody, that's not Philadelphia. That's everywhere. That's thirty-two NFL teams. One is not a rotational position, and if you are rotating. Because there's the occasion you'll see guys. That means you got a really crappy situation at a certain offensive line position. Defensive line everywhere rotates because they want to keep those guys fresh. If you got to win a game in the fourth quarter, uh, and 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 that's that's not just the Eagles. Um, so that's where I'll leave it uh, with you at Bob Groats on Twitter. Follow Bob there. So you wrote about this, plenty to clean up, Bob, and the Eagles still get a win. Isn't that the best case scenario for a coach? Yeah, it you is. You can complain yeah. about everything, but you got the win? Yeah, yeah. They yeah. they were lucky. They were lucky, I think, at, especially at the very end. If uh, if Miles Sanders runs into all those guys on the right side, look, it looked and like – And he should have. He was bottled up. It I looked thought. like he was going to do that, yeah. it really. I, I, I think Jalen Hurts probably said, left – left i mean i think i i I could read his lips through the helmet and the visor and everything and jalen hurts was saying left left if he hadn't broke that run outside it would have been it would have been a little more entertaining at least you know so but um yeah they 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 got the win that's what they went in there to do um they were um you can't tell me that they weren't surprised by by what the, the lions did and um oh yeah so, they were arrogant leading up to this game they were very yeah, they, you and i were talking about it i was they were talking about you know uh Kelsey what do the lions right. do well and they yeah. they they always went to they're they're tough they're relentless they couldn't even come up with a player i yeah. and i said watch that stinking offensive line and they didn't watch it kelsey got was bit. right about that expectations thing and they hadn't won anything yet i mean I, I, there there's your leader right there you know listen listen to him because uh this team there's going to be some more bumps in the road i think i i you know this is because i don't think uh i don't think the quarterback can, can keep taking these hits you know and and not not just 17 carries a game but he, he's take he's so quick when he tries to protect himself that he gets hit anyway these guys they can't stop even though he's already done the slide they, they're they're not as quick. They're clumsier and they're bigger. And uh, I, I don't see how this is sustainable. Now you can get hurt in the pocket too. And, yeah, you and got hurt in the pocket it, last but, year. It, but you mentioned, you, yeah, you mentioned Lamar Jackson. I mean, he he, he missed the last four games last year. Yeah, Kyler Murray, well, another guy who likes to run. He I, it was at least. Taylor three missed games. two games last year. But uh, all I'm saying is he can't control it, so I can't worry about yeah. it. Yeah, he's yeah, available right. this week. I'm going to try to win the game. That's that's the, the well, only that's way you the can philosophy. go about it. That's the yeah. philosophy, and uh, they, you know, let him let him do his thing, and then if that doesn't work, bring in Gardner Minshew, and hope you're playing the Jets. <laughs> exactly right, Bob Groats. Always a pleasure, buddy. Uh, glad to hear you already paid off the speeding ticket. We need you out of jail. 
and yeah. covering the Eagles for yeah. the Delco Times and us here on Birds yeah. 365. I think they're letting me out right now. Thanks, guys. Uh, Thanks, Thanks, Bob. That's Bob Groats. Uh, more, yeah, angry Bob than uh, Happy Tuesday, Bob. Bob. Uh, yeah, you'll, you'll get that from Jonathan again a little late, later on. And a quick note for both you and Groats. I give you both credit. And I, I knew it was going to be the case, but one fell into the trap. One Philadelphia media guy who'll go nameless. Oh, the Eagles need to extend uh, Miles Sanders immediately. Who Miles had a good that trap. You got to tell one, me off air. Yeah, Man. there was one, one, one person who did go down that road. Um, had a nice game. I'm a Miles Sanders fan. I hope he resigns with the Eagles. There's too much evidence here that the Eagles do not, do not value the running back position no. as highly as no. anybody else in the league. There's no chance. The only way that Miles gets extended is if he takes a hometown discount. And oh, by the way, off as good a game as he had, he shouldn't be thinking about taking a yeah. hometown discount. And, He'd be and, thinking and, about going out on the open market. And I'll just say the impact Jalen Hurts has on the running game helps the Eagles running backs. To sure. put it mildly, to put it mildly, he helps the Eagles running backs. That is true. All right, he's John McMahon. I'm Jody McDonald. You got Mac and Mac here on Birds 365. Come back. I want to talk a little bit more about the Eagles' defensive shortcomings. Coming up in less than 25 minutes from now, our buddy Rob Motti, who covers the entire National Football League for uh, AP. We're certainly going to ask him about the Eagles, but the Mighty Man, you can you can take Mighty out of Philadelphia, but you can't take Philadelphia out of Mighty. What game do you think he covered this week, John? Um, well, I didn't see Rob in Detroit, so that's it correct. Have been, he wasn't there at the Eagles. Um, uh, Tampa, his home was Tampa. No, home? he I wasn't mean, at the Tampa Dallas game. Oh uh, yeah, Tampa Dallas. Um, I don't know. Doug Peterson v. Oh, Arthur right. Wentz. Yeah. He yeah. got himself to the nation capital to see a couple ex-Eagles go against each other. That was a good game, too. Yeah. Ended up being a good game. Carson actually pulled it out at the end. Uh, so now we'll talk about that. We'll talk Eagles when Rob Marty joins us as well. John and I are coming back, talking birds next here on Birds 365. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Philadelphia fans were cut from a different cloth. Born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life. We believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible. While we may be from different neighborhoods, come Sunday, we are one and we will be heard. Hondly Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. It's the number one news at 10 p.m. Action news on PHL 17. Join Shari Williams, Gray Hall, Deuces Rogers, and meteorologist Adam Joseph for all the big stories at a time that's right for you. Action news at 10 p.m. on PHL 17. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. 
But I once heard someone say. But as I always say. It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Mac and Mac guys here on Birds 365. Jody McDonald with my partner, John McMullen, um, giving you our take and getting John back on is always a plus uh, for this show because uh, he uh, missed yesterday coming back in from Detroit. Was there in time to hear Nick Sirianni talk about uh, what transpired in Detroit? Uh, I was pretty good with most of what Nick had to say yesterday, except his feeble, that's a word I'll use, feeble attempt to explain why Jordan Davis only played 22 snaps because that's the rotation. And they thought the Lions were going to, uh, because they were down by as many points as they are, be one side and pass the ball. And they stuck to the run. And that's uh, Jordan Ballywick. And uh, that's why you have coaches. You can substitute out of your substitution pattern. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. There's no rules that you have to put in a lineup before the game starts and then you have to stand by. No, you can adjust at any time. And Eagles defense didn't do that. You said you're going to uh, shortly ask Jonathan Gannon about that today. Yeah, I'd really like an answer to that one because Nick's answer yesterday was completely unacceptable for me. Um, but all in all, they found a way to win, John, right? that That's got to be the yeah. thing that... Uh, I mean, I I do not think people give enough. As a matter of fact, this week, I already hear people saying, well, the Eagles gave up 35 points against a bad offense, and here comes Cousins and Jefferson and Thielen and Cook and Smith, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It is legit from a talent standpoint. What is not legit is this week the Vikings are going on the road for a home opener at a very, very difficult place That's to play. Fair. The, the e- Eagles fans, by and large, did not realize how difficult that place is to play 
when it's filled with 65,000 Lions fans. Now, there were a couple Eagles fans. But usually you go on the road in this league. And week one in Atlanta is it is a situation where there was a lot of Eagles fans there. Um, they managed to take over most stadiums. They did not take over that stadium. There was a smattering at best. It was a tremendously difficult environment. This week, the Vikings offense, yes, they have better players. They're coming into a tremendously difficult environment. That alone will help out the Eagles greatly. So I think that, number one, was the thing kind of lost in the sauce. And A.J. Brown, first thing he said, and and look at the game, A.J. Brown. We couldn't communicate. We couldn't hear each other. (laughs) I, I mean, they worked on the silent count all week, um, but he mentioned music is only so much. Now, you bring up Nick Sirianni. I actually thought that I had no problems with Nick yesterday. I thought that explanation made some sense, but here's where we differ. Um, okay, it, you're right. Typically, when teams get down 17 points, they abandon the running game. Typically. The Lions didn't. So give the Lions credit for being uh, disciplined offensively and not giving up on on something that was working. And I understand Nick's thought process of we thought they were going to give up on the run, but they didn't. So when they didn't, you can adjust. And that's where I kind of – I thought Nick made a very good point because he's 100% right. 90 Plus percent of the time when teams are down 17 points in this league, they are giving up on the running game. The Lions didn't, and the Eagles didn't seem to recognize it. Right, and you can have that belief. I I don't disagree with his overall thought. You're standing on the sidelines, you score a touchdown, get up by as many points as you do, your mind immediately goes to, all right, we got to be ready to defend the pass because they're going to pass. They come out, they run it effectively. You go, "Uh uh-oh, all right, maybe I'm off. Let's adjust. Let's make a change. Let's rethink where we're coming at. They never did. They just yeah. Had this, that that uh, this I think is the of, more. Oh, they're going to pass. They have to pass. If they're going to beat us, they have to pass. Well, no, they didn't. So then you have to adjust to their adjustment. And I thought the Eagles were pretty slow on the uptake on that. Yeah, and I think that's the more valid criticism. I don't think the valid criticism is on the on the original sentiment. I think the original right. sentiment was correct. I, they didn't adjust. And that, the, the, you know, I have no problem with the rotational plan. You know, if you want to defer to the veterans at the start of the season, because they're, in theory, they're good players. They weren't on Sunday. But in theory, yeah, Javon Hargrave and Fletcher Cox are good players. But you, they didn't have it. It's like, all right, if you're going to throw your best pitcher, we'll go back to the baseball analogy, you're going to throw your best pitcher on the mound, he might have more, you might give him a longer rope, but if he doesn't have it, he doesn't have it. And you got to get him out of the game. Same thing here. At some point, if they don't have it on a particular game day, and Jordan Davis is playing well. And by the way, Marlon Tui Pelo too is playing well, at least against the run. Hey, amp it up, amp it up, and that's where I think the Eagles didn't didn't adjust. Well, uh, okay, uh, I'll disagree with you about Marlon playing well against the run. 
he was on the field while Swift was ripping off a couple of those long runs. Well, everybody so, was on the field. Except uh, for Jordan Davis, which is the guy I continue to come back to. If, if you're making your point about you defer to the veterans, you're going to give them the job. How does Marlin, who's got one more year under his belt than uh, Davis does, how does he get out on the field more? You and I sat here on Birds 365 and we debated. And I was actually kind of proud that I said, Marlon's going to make this team because he got to play a lot in preseason while they were resting and protecting all their defensive tackles, a.k.a. Hargrave and Cox. Marlon got to play plenty and he got to show out a little bit and he made the squad. And I said, I think he should make the squad. A whole bunch of people going, yeah, he's not going to be able to make the 53. They're just not going to have room for him. Oh, yeah, I think most people. Oh, yeah, they did. And and I give him credit for that. But was he that good that he's going to play more than the first round draft pick that you moved up? No, I didn't say that. I said he was better than Fletcher and Javon. You said he was good against the run. He was, but what, well, nobody was good, um, to be honest. Um, you know, who who was better against the run? Better, and, yes. Good, no. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what I mean. If he's playing better, my analogy was the starting pitcher. If if Fletcher and Jabon don't have it, and they clearly didn't have it, um, I'm talking about both Jordan and Marlon at the same time. Uh, over Fletcher and, and J-Bot. I'm not saying Marlon over Jordan. I'm saying Marlon and Jordan over Fletcher and J-Bot, not at the start, but when it became clear that those guys didn't have it on this particular day. And I think you got to go in a different direction. Uh, but yeah, Jordan Davis has got to be on the field more. I mean, I'm I'm the biggest Jordan Davis guy and I, I thought he was the most impactful addition to this team defensively you got to play him right i think people saw the impact on the bench john i think impactful sitting there standing on the sidelines it was 22 snaps and i think people already saw the impact except the eagles i think people outside the novacare complex saw the impact but he's got to be on the field uh to have that impact so i'm with you 100 he's got to be on the field more but I thought on that particular day, I think Marlon deserved to be on the field more than Javon Hargrave. So if you're you're putting Jordan for Fletcher, I'll put Mar- Marlon out there for for Javon Hargrave, who just, you know, maybe it was just well, the injury, and, and but wasn't ready. The to guy play. who did play well, uh, better than Marlon, and certainly more than than Davis was was uh, Milt Williams, who was in the mix too. Yeah, now, Milton, you, said, Milton you said this was, earlier, uh, and I think you're right. And again condolences to Derek Garnett on the fact that his career may be over and done with his Eagle career is over and done. Please tell me Johnny Mac that his Eagle career is over and done with. I would think so. I can't guarantee it because now you have the injury excuse. So right. He's not going to get a big contract because he didn't get a big contract this year. So he's got to get another right, one. But he's year got deal. years to go on his contract. Now they're, well, they're kind of full he, he, years. I get yeah. that, but he's got years to go that no, if they yeah. wanted to keep him, they could. Well, they were always going to void. I mean, that's just the Howie point. He signed a one-year deal. So he's going to be a free agent. Uh, what I'm saying is, you know, one year at the better and minimum, I can't guarantee he's not going to be back at that. Um, uh, you know, and the Eagles could use that Why? Um, injury Why? excuse. They Why? like him. They like him as a player. They I, like know, him. I know he works hard. 
And Nick bent over backwards to say, we're going to miss him. And he plays football. He can't play. He, he, he hasn't been able to play for you. He made one play in the Super Bowl as a rookie. I'm waiting for the next big play he made. And the well, Super Bowl he, was he, now he, five he, years ago, John. Well, he didn't even make that play. Brandon made that play. He just fell on the football. Uh, somebody um, had a ball on it. So I, hey, I'll give him at least that. I don't want to completely bury the guy. He right. fell on He recovered. Well, well I'm just saying, if, I, if we're going to go down that route, that was Brandon made that play. But he, um, he, made, he was the bigger contributor. But, yeah. yes, someone had to pick up the football, and he did. Yeah. Uh, but I'm overall, look. The problem with Derek Barnett in Philadelphia was he was a first-round pick. If he's a third-round pick, but we've talked about this a hundred times, he's a fourth-round pick, third-round pick as a fourth rotational defensive end. He's fine. He's fine. He's a good player. And the reason you're allowed to do that, and I know people always, why do you hate him? Why do you hate him? I don't hate him. I'm keeping it in the reality of the National Football League. When you are a mid-first-round pick, your salary dictates a level of production. It's not the way you look at it. If it's a non-capped league and it's just Jeffrey Lurie's money and Howie Roseman can correct his mistake by going out and spending it on somebody else when Derek uh, Barnett doesn't live up to expectations, then I wouldn't care. It's a capped league. You're in a capped league. A guy is making X amount of dollars. He doesn't perform. Yeah, he gets called on the carpet. And I don't feel bad about calling him on the carpet. That's the rules of the National Football League. That's the financial implications in the national football league so i don't think i'm being unfair oh you just pick on him because he's a no i don't i don't think Damn straight being... i do because he's making first round draft pick money i don't think he's unfair but that's the part where no he's not no longer last year that was it he signed a new deal now it's rebooted when they get now, out of this deal now now well yeah but i mean one year Five and a half million isn't first round pick money. No, it's for... a waste. It's a complete waste of time. It might be worse than, and I know you can't legislate injuries and you can't control that. I didn't think Derek he was going to do anything anyway. And he well, did before I, he got what, hurt. And now they got no chance to get any production out of him. Well, obviously he got hurt. So in hindsight, again, but that's not fair because nobody can predict that. Right. I'm saying 17 games. For five and a half million at defensive end for a rotate is not a lot of money. So I'm saying when you reboot it, when you reboot the contract, the problem is he's always, and I said this from the start when they re-signed him, the problem is that usually happens in another city. It usually doesn't happen in the same city as the person who was a first round draft pick. Derek Barnett will always be a first-round draft pick in Philadelphia. If he goes and signs somewhere else for $5.5 million, those people, if he played the whole season, would probably say, you know what, he's a pretty good rotational defensive end because they don't have those first-round expectations. That's where it's out of whack in Philadelphia. But they're going to miss him. And I already hear people saying, Jason Pierre-Paul, the big-name trap, you're not paying Jason Pierre-Paul to come in to be a fourth, third, fourth defensive end. Teron Jackson is up. Let's see what Teron Jackson can do. Um, and, you know, that's the way the Eagles should go about it. I uh, Well, I agree with you. I disagree with you. I agree with you that it's people will immediately gravitate to the biggest name possible like a Jason Pierre-Paul. How do we know what Jason Pierre-Paul is going to get paid? 
He's still out there on the street. We're now a game into the season. Oh, by the way, you can sign him and turn around and cut him at any time if you misjudge and you bring him in and go, oh, my God, we thought he had something left in the tank and he's got nothing. Then you can turn around and move right off him because you've already gone past the first week of the season. So I wouldn't just dismiss the Eagles getting a veteran guy like a Jason Pierre-Paul because, oh, he's going to cost too much money. No, I didn't, it's not cost. about it's not about the money necessarily. It's about he's whatever he is, 33, 34 years old. Um, bringing in a 33, 34-year-old guy as a... Right, but John, you just said they're not going to pay Jason Pierre-Paul. Oh, is that what I said? Yeah. Well, uh, what I meant is they're not going to pay Jason Pierre-Paul to be a fourth rotational defensive end. And by pay, I meant that makes no sense. Look, if Jason Pierre-Paul is Jason Pierre-Paul, he's a starting edge rusher in this league. And the edge, you know, Von Miller's a perfect example. Is an aging player. He can still play. So if he can still play, if he can still play, number one, you got to play him. Uh, so, you know, and, and if he's got something left, he's not going to accept a better minimum deal. If he's got nothing left and that's all he can garner, that tells you everything. That's a red flag. So why is Jason Pierre Paul coming in here for a fourth to put the rotate or even third, if you want to kick it up to third, why is he coming in here to do that? And from the Eagles perspective, why are you signing a 33, 34 year old? Got to check how old he is, but I think that's in the right range. Why are you paying a 34, 33, 34 when you have a player you value in Milton Williams who can play outside and a player you value in Teron Jackson who are young and maybe can develop into something down the road to where you don't have to go and get the stopgap and the band-aid. It doesn't make any sense to me. But everybody goes down that road. Yeah, they do. And I'll go down that road. Uh, not that it must be done, but at least I'm open-minded to it. Why not? Is he going to be worse than Derek Barnett? If you were going to pay, you just said Derek Barnett was a bargain uh, at the price that he came in. I didn't in say at. bargain. I said it wasn't overpaying. Okay. Uh, the, the number's the number. If you're going to be able to get Jason P P Pierre Paul for less per game, uh, prorated out, 17 games. So now you got him for 16 games. So you get to pay him slightly less because he's playing one less game. Uh, which, who would you rather have, Derek Barnett or Jason Pierre Paul? And I don't even know what Jason Pierre Paul's got left in the tank. I'll tell you right now, I'll take Jason Pierre Paul. Well, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll tell you if Jason Pierre Paul is Jason Pierre Paul, I'd rather have Jason Pierre Paul. And but if I had, if he's what he was, if he's even, you know, seventy five percent of what he was, he might be playing more than Brandon Graham and Josh Sweat. He might be the Eagles' best defensive end. I if you know he's not signed to this point, part of it might be you know the rule. As you mentioned, uh, if you're on week one as a vested veteran, your salary is guaranteed. So that opens up. You're going to see it all over the league. That opens up right. the door bunch, for guys to come back. Bunch of veterans will be signing this yeah. week. You're right. Uh, that opens up the door. But if, if I don't want a 33, 34-year-old player as my fourth defensive end. If he's the starter, if he's good enough to play, because I think there's some ageism in this league, yeah, then I want him because that, that's where I bring up Von Miller. Von Miller can still play. You saw it in the, in, in the opener. 
and and how dominant he was. So I do think there's a little bit of ageism that people close the door on older players. We talk about Brandon Graham here. You know, he wants to play 15 years. How do you get the 15 years? Because everybody's constantly looking for the younger player, the younger player, the younger player. But as a rotational guy, a guy who's going to play 15 to 20 snaps, I want a young player that I can develop. I think the Eagles are, are right. Now, if they think he can play, and if they think he's better than – it's always about the evaluation. I'd say that 100 times out of 100. Yep. If they think he can play and be impactful, that's a different conversation. What I'm saying to you, Jody, is I'm not bringing him in as my fourth rotational defensive end. Either he can play or I want to go with a young guy. I, I agree with you, and I'm all for taking a look at Teron Smith, but I don't know. And here's the one thing that scares me a little bit about the Eagles – and mostly it's Derek Barnett, but I'm sorry I have to put Brandon Graham in this category as well. The Eagles have a loyalty issue, and at times I think they're overly loyal to guys. That if uh, specifically guys who are part of the Super Bowl winning team, if we're talking about right now in 2022, they still got a couple of guys left. Brandon Graham, you told me in practice he looked good. I don't know how much you can really show in practice because he didn't practice all that hard, at least for me. He didn't show me much on Sunday. He wasn't involved in too many plays on Sunday. Now, we all love BG. Great guy. He's an absolute stone-cold leader. He's a guy we're proud to say we're fans of. But you got to be able to be cold and hard when you're evaluating what a guy does on Sundays. He didn't get a passing grade for me. So if you've got Brandon Graham on one side and Hassan Reddick, who also did zippity doodah on Sunday, number one. Now you're going to give him a lot more slack because A's younger and B, you got a lot more committed to him on his contract. So you're going to get past him not doing much week one a lot quicker than you are Brandon Graham. That's why I'm at least considering JPP because you got two guys at the defensive end position, one who had a lousy first game, but you're going to live with it. And the other who had a lousy first game, and you're cringing because you don't know if he's got anything left in the tank. If they had two good guys and you say, hey, you're just looking for your youth guy to be a rotational guy and come in, that's what you want to do. Neither one of the guys look good, week number one. So that's why I'm at least keeping my mind open to going out and get a veteran to replace a Derek Barnett. All right, John McMullen and Jody McDonald, your Mac and Mac Birds 365 guys. We got one of our best buds joining us next. He covers the entire National Football League and was in our nation's capital this past weekend. Rob Motti of the Associated Press, up next, Birds 365. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Philadelphia fans were cut from a different cloth. Born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life. We believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible. While we may be from different neighborhoods, come Sunday, we are one and we will be heard. 
Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. It's the number one news at 10 p.m. Action news on PHL 17. Join Shari Williams, Gray Hall, Deuces Rogers, and meteorologist Adam Joseph for all the big stories at a time that's right for you. Action news at 10 p.m. on PHL 17. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say. But as I always say. It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Welcome to Pondley Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go Bird! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go Birds. John McMullen, Jody McDonald here with you on Birds 365. Lucky enough to get Rob Marty, who covers the entire National Football League for the Associated Press, up with us on uh, Birds 365 this morning. I guess it's sunny down there in Tampa because sun's up, gun's out. Uh, Marty's flexing for us this early in the morning. What are you flexing about, Marty? Man, I'm just getting ready to go to the gym, guys. Uh, I... I can't believe what happened last night in the NFL. It was a wild preseason. Yeah, how about that? It was awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, Rob, uh, overreaction Monday is always fun. But week one overreaction Monday is a a trip in a lot of ways. Um, So maybe Nathaniel Hackett stole the crown uh, (laughs) on on Monday night, the last game. So let's look at this logically. Uh, you give the franchise quarterback whatever it was, five years, $245 million, I think. Um, you got a fourth and five. You're going to kick the 64-yard field goal instead. Man, Mike Zimmer thinks that's conservative. What what the heck is Nathaniel Hackett thinking? Uh, should he be fired week one, Rob? <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping that he would give a better explanation afterwards, other than saying that he thought that was field goal range. I don't know how much. <laughs> Maybe in Denver. Maybe yeah. you could argue it. Yeah. It, I mean, the guy, I, I think at that, anything in that range was two for 35 in the, in the last 40 years in the NFL. And, and teams that tried fourth and five last year in non kicking situations were right around 50%. So you can't even point to analytics and say that there's there's nothing that supports 
55 seconds left. You got you. If you're watching the Manning cast, you see Peyton over there, like having an aneurysm going yeah. like this, call timeout at 55 and the clock's ticking, clock's ticking. And I'm, and they finally call a timeout. And, and we thought like, all right, they just running the clock down. They want to get one more play, get a little bit closer and then kick the field goal. It, it was inexplicable. And then after he missed the first one, had distance, but missed it, thought, I may, maybe now you, you tried it. He, it didn't work. It didn't count because of the timeout that the Seahawks called. Put Russ back on the field. It, it made zero sense. And I, I think in, a, in an era, guys, where nobody agrees on anything in sports or in politics or anything yeah. else, I don't know anyone who agrees with that. Like, if if you were on social media, yeah, we finally got right. Everybody's bashing Hackett. We finally got a unanimous. By the way, Rob, uh, per True Media, which is our buddy Tony Khan's analytics company, so mm-hmm. we'll give Tony credit. Uh, two for 29 on kicks of 64 plus yards since 2000. Two wow. for 29. So, yeah, the percentages didn't even make sense. But, um, and sorry, Jody, just a quick follow up. Week one on the road, why do people not put more value in the home teams? I mean, we saw it in John, Detroit here John, with the Eagles. John. John, more road teams won than home teams. Nine. Yeah, yeah but no, because the Eagles won. Yeah. But I'm saying it's difficult. It's more difficult. You saw it in Seattle. Seattle was able to get to win. You saw it in Chicago. You know. Nine, John, it, nine road teams won. There were 16 yeah, games, Jody, nine road teams won. Jody, your mind clicked off. I said the Eagles won. But was it difficult? Was it more difficult than you thought it was going to be? Yeah. That's my point. When, when when nine out of sixteen road teams win, yes. All right. it. Rob, I'll ask you. Uh is it is it is it more difficult? Do people put, you know, you saw it with the 12th man in Seattle, mm-hmm. we saw it in Detroit, uh, we saw it in Chicago. We're gonna see it this week in Philadelphia when the Eagles get their home opener and everybody's worried about that Minnesota offense. I think it 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 makes it more difficult for Minnesota which, by the way, Minnesota was at home against Green Bay. And everybody's panicking in Green Bay. I, I th- well, week one in the NFL, it has become an extension of the preseason. You only have the three games. Nobody plays anymore. Hardly anybody plays. So really, week one for me is preseason game four, where you're finally getting your starting quarterbacks and your starting units, some actual action together on the field. And that's why I think you see a lot of sloppy plays, a lot of mistakes, uh, a lot of bad football. And, and it kind of, to me, it renders the home field advantage a little bit void. And, and that's why you saw nine teams on the, go on the road and win, because both sides are at a disadvantage. They're, they, ha- they just aren't sharp. They're not crisp. And I think this is the way of the NFL. And it has been now for a few years where the first two, three weeks of September, teams are still feeling, uh, feeling themselves out, trying to figure out what they're going to be, what kind of team they're going to be, who they have, who can play, how you can fit certain guys in certain spots it's it's really still august on on any nfl mindset for some of these coaches and 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 you're going to see some of these games that are are a little wild a little wacky you don't understand some of some of the way who's going to go where and when like who would have thought that the 49ers are going to lose to justin Fields? i know that was the biggest one and and i know weather was a factor but you still you still look at that game and go you got the more talented team they should win that game despite having trey Lance at quarterback, who is not ready, and a good thing for them that they kept Jimmy G, but that's – I digress. So 
it, it, this week you're going to start settling into a little bit more and, and figuring things out, and, and we'll see. It's a great matchup, though, Monday night for sure, guys. And that's why the Eagles game is so tough to get a, mm-hmm. a, a grasp on, Rob. Uh, at least I've been pretty outspoken, John, not as much as me. I, I think the Eagles have the pendulum has swung too far with their we'll do less and get more out of it because guys won't be hurt uh, the way they handled their preseason. It sure as hell looked like it on the defensive side. But on the offensive side, they put up 38 points and they look great. So it, it doesn't validate the point one way or the other that we're perfectly fine. We came in healthy and the offense looked that great. So we've got it wrong. But your defense was awful and couldn't tackle and let a mediocre Lions offensive team stick a 35 on you. Analyzing the Eagles and the way they go through preseason, nobody's going to argue that they believe in the less is more philosophy, right, wrong, or indifferent here in Philadelphia. Yeah, I, I thought it was very problematic what we saw in that first game. And, and if you're going to point to a reason why, perhaps that is it, Jody. And, and then you look at something, some some of the, the, the snap count totals, when, when you see Jordan Davis as effective as he is playing a third, a third of the snap counts. Now we know coming in his history in college is, uh, he's, he's not always on the field and conditioning is a, you're talking about a 300 something pound monster in the middle. You got to work on conditioning. When do you do that? You do that in the preseason. You do that in training camp. Really guys do it now all year round, but you better hope by training. So I, I don't understand some of, some of the matchups. And then just looking at some of the other things that Jonathan Gannon was doing, uh, Hassan Reddick and Josh Sweat dropping into coverage on, on a play, a, a few play, like you're not maximizing what you have in the talent that you have last year, the excuse was they're still getting familiar with Jonathan Gannon doesn't have the pieces yet to fit the defense that he wants to play. Well, how he went and got you some pieces. And, and we saw one of those pieces, James Bradbury get a pick six to, to help you get that 38 points. But uh, I, I think that the, the pressure is on him. And now if you're giving up 35 points to the Detroit Lions, you got a high-powered, high-octane Minnesota Viking offense led by Kevin O'Connell, who seems to have implemented some of the, the, uh, the, the offensive schemes that he brought with him from the L.A. Rams with Kirk Cousins looking as efficient as he did the other uh, against the Packers. Justin Jefferson's a monster. They didn't even have Jalen Rieger. They didn't need him <laughs> for an offensive <laughs> net. He returned one punt. <laughs> one yeah. Four yards, seven yards. I don't know. They, they, yeah. they only used three receivers. Uh, uh, the only three guys got – and when you got uh, Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, probably all, all, all you need are three receivers. But it's going to be a difficult challenge. But it stands to, to logical thinking. If Jared Goff and that like awful – Lions offense from last year comes in and puts up 35 points on you. Uh, it's, it could be tough against Minnesota, and we're going to see how Jonathan Gannon adjusts and what he can do. But uh, I think there's certainly some problems to carry over from Black. Well, that's Bay where, uh, Rob, that's where South Philadelphia's got to come in. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, home field advantage is a big thing. Nothing, go back to the championship game. I thought, yeah, I thought Minnesota was going to win that game. They had the number one defense in the NFL, and they got blown out of that place because you could hear the noise across the river in South Jersey. Uh, John, um, I don't, I don't know if they got blown out because of the fans as much as they got blown out because well, Nick Foles yeah. was on fire but, and nobody was going to stop the Eagles that day if they yeah, played Nick that Bowles, game in Camden. I don't care where but they, they I, I do think, field, they were going to win that game. I do think people forget that game was seven nothing. Yeah, Vikings, makes the and they were driving again. Mm-hmm. They were driving again before the pick six. 
uh, uh, Chris Long, Jody knows I talk about that play all the time. Chris Long makes the play. All of a sudden, that was the play where you could hear it. You know, people yeah. were saying over in South Jersey, and all of a sudden the Vikings wilted. You're right. I mean, they played great. Nick Foles deserves all the credit in the world. Um, but I'm saying, I'm, 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 you know, home field advantage means something. Detroit had it this week. Philadelphia will have it this week. Now, the tackling is what I want to talk about on defense because that goes to Jody's point mm-hmm. and, and your point as well about getting ready, the preparation. The Eagles missed like 16 tackles. Is that is that just sort of baked in that it's going to improve? Because that's, as you said, it's almost like a the new age preseason environment. That's got to get better, right? I yeah, mean, you, that's would, just, you would think, yeah, and, and that's only going to get better by playing games because e- even guys in practice they don't tackle to the ground and in, in, in training, yeah. yet, right? So that that's wh- when are you going to be tackling? You would have to be in the preseason games, and then now since a lot of guys aren't playing, it, it carries over into the first couple of weeks of September. But we have these conversations every September, man. Uh, I I, I yeah. think I think of that like I I go back last year and the year before, and I go this is first two weeks of the season. It's just sloppier football than in 2020 when there were no preseason games because of the pandemic. It was just sloppy football the first two weeks. And uh, I think if these kinds of things are happening by week three against Washington, then you're concerned that there are bigger issues at play here. But but I think it's going to take the Eagles a couple weeks to to figure things out defensively. And uh, we'll see how it plays out. They were lucky enough, fortunate enough that they got enough points in week one to get a W out of that game. And the way the, the NFC East is, is stacking up with Dallas just dropping off now, mm. forget that, they're a last-place team. Uh, th- they can survive some growing pains in September. Part of that sloppiness, and oh, by the way, shout-out to my guy, Derek Barnett, didn't have any penalties the Eagles had 10. Won't be having any penalties this yeah. year. Yeah. yeah. Got to go, go penalty last season for Derek Barnett. Way to go, Big D. Um, 10 penalties. Again, pre- preparation, how much time and effort, how much you do, how much you work. Uh, just Noise expect, for expect, pre-snap penalties. Don't noise involved as well. You're just you, – You, love, you, you love can't it. move off what home field advantage means. <laughs> well, because I, I nailed that game. I had the not not I didn't think they'd score that many points, but I thought it would be a very difficult win for the Eagles, Rob. I the Eagles win in 24-20. Um that's not I, what you said here on Birds 365 last week, John. You had I no picked, cover? You had no cover? No, I picked the I picked it was, the it was really a backdoor cover. They were, up, they were up 17. I right? picked the Eagles to win 24-20 uh for two reasons. The offensive line. I didn't, but I didn't even know it was going to be like that. I'm telling you, Rob, that place, if the lines ever get good, that place is going to be a difficult environment to play in because it's such a, you've been to Ford Field. It's such a small stadium. It's low. The ceiling's very low. Um, The Eagles, A.J. Brown, the first thing he said was we couldn't hear. We couldn't communicate. They only had two false starts. They had two 12-man penalties, but um, Shane Steichen, and and this is the larger point, very late getting the play calls in. The Eagles were getting out of the huddle seven seconds left on the on the forty second clock. How problematic is that if, it is. if that continues? Yeah, for sure. Because if you're getting out of the huddle late and then when you're in those situations on the road and you can't hear, you're gonna start using timeouts 
were taking penalties. And I, I don't know the reasoning for that, but normally offensive coaches, uh, you're, you're thinking a play at a time, but you know in the back of your mind, down in distance, what you want to do. Now, of course, you adjust to what's working uh, and, and where you can take advantage of mismatches, but you can't be chewing up that much time trying to figure out what play you want to call. You got to be more decisive. And we've seen, we've seen at times Andy Reid over the course of yeah. his career, there's yeah. been some issues there too as well. So it, it's not just Shane Steichen and the Eagles. Uh, I think it, it might've been a, a one point watching uh, Brady and the Cowboys on Sunday night, there was a, a late call, but he can always do whatever he wants to do anyway <laughs> and call whatever he wants. But you can't consistently have that. That becomes troublesome for sure. Let me follow up on that because Sundays I'm here. I got to do a national radio show. So I got to jump around. I'm on the uh, red zone going to game to game to game to game to game. I saw a lot of that this Sunday. Quarterbacks, clock ticking, three seconds left on the play clock. And they're still motioning one of their wide receivers to try and get in position. And I'm going, is that just a fake? Are they doing that to try and throw the defense off? Or do they really have to reposition one of their wide receivers with three seconds to go on the play clock? It just seemed so sloppy. I didn't know if that was them trying to be deceptive or it really was an issue that teams just aren't ready to play. And it's the sloppiness of doing nothing to prepare in the preseason. I think it goes to that. It goes to that point, uh, Jody, directly, because if you're not on the field together in these situations and and, and know where you're supposed to be, it's, it's going to lead to a little bit of indecision and having guys move around and calling timeouts. And you, you just hope that they can all teams all across the board in the NFL that by week three that this isn't happening. But I, I think this next week maybe it improves slightly. And then we we'll see where we at, but it's never going to change because the yeah. NFL is never going to go back to, if anything, yeah. they'll go from three preseason games to two and more and more coaches are going to hold out their starters and their stars. And we understand why, because you don't want to risk somebody getting hurt in a preseason game. Yeah. So I don't know how you can fix that. All right. Speaking of getting hurt, I'm sure you're aware of this, Rob. Um, Jalen Hurts was really good. In Detroit, uh, you know, he's the reason the Eagles won that game. You know, we all have those discussions. Did the Eagles win because of Jalen Hurts or despite uh, Jalen Hurts? Well, they won because of Jalen Hurts in Detroit. Um, he carried the football 17 times. And you have this group that says that's not sustainable. And you have another group, and I'm in this group. Look. That's what the kid does well. Now, he's not going to run it 17 times every week. The Eagles needed him to run it 17 times to win in Detroit. Do you think there is a demarcation line that Jalen Hurts can't run the football this much? Or are we at the point where you got to build the offense around the kid and, and take advantage of what he does well? Where are you in that sort of debate? Well, 17 times for any quarterback carrying a football, I think is a lot. And, and it's not, I don't, I don't believe long run that's going to be sustainable. It just, it doesn't make any sense to be taking that many hits. Yeah. You can slide, but you're still going to take a shot. You're still going to get touched. You're still, you're, you're putting wear and tear. You're running. Uh, I don't know what the number is. Jalen's in great shape. He's got a, he, he's fit. He's a physical fitness freak. Right. And, and he can withstand and absorb. It all it takes is one 
That's it. All it takes is one shot. Now, I, I know he was terrific as a playmaker, but there were still some passes and some decisions that that he didn't make that were that were that need to be corrected. There were still some um, looking at the defense and and just taking off with the ball and and not going through the progression. So there's still a, a long way to go. But I'm at the point with Jalen where I I don't know what if this, if this what we see out of Jalen may be who he is. And, and you you think there's some guys with more seasoning, more experience, more practice time, um, working in the system. Now, for the first time in, in a long in his career, he's back to back years in the same offensive quarter that his passing uh, as a pocket passer will improve the decision making, the accuracy, all of that at some point. But what if it doesn't? This is who he is. Then you got a guy that you got to rely on running the ball 10, 12, 13, 14 times a game and hoping that he can carry your offense with his ability to make 80, 85 yards on the ground and then taking defenses and, and, and forcing them to be that concerned about him in the run game that it opens up opportunities for A.J. Brown and, and, and the others, though we didn't see many opportunities for Quez Watkins or, or Devontae Smith. It was basically A.J. Brown or nothing. But I, overall, over the course of a season – 17 carries what's what is what is that going to yeah, happen yeah, well, 17? Yeah. you can't and and, no. and I, I don't i think it's it's not unreasonable to think that either it's not a hot take to say jalen hurts can't carry the ball 17 times a week that's that's just that I, i'll tell you nick sirianni will probably feel that way if he was being honest no he as a matter of fact he said yesterday if we got to run it if jalen's got to run it 20 times a game we're gonna run it 20 times a game come on so man. he did, he did stick on, to his man. guns and here's the other reason why I, it's a legit conversation. It shouldn't be the lead point of the conversation, but it's a legit conversation. In the vacuum that was week one, they had to do what they had to do. Absolutely. Good job, Jalen. Love it. Thank you for winning the game for us. But there's the rest of the season, as you just pointed out, and there's the next two, three, four, five years. And if the Eagles have to make a commitment to Jalen Hurts and give him 35, 38, $40 million a season for four years. That's a little bit of a risky road to be going down if you're going to have a quarterback who a major part of his overall yeah. game is running the football and putting the him The money changes everything. The money changes everything. Yeah. Two million. Yeah, I agree with you. Two million. Go run it, Jalen. Mm -hmm. But at 40, I, I got to. And, and right. the, the guaranteed money. Here's, yeah. here's where I'm a little bit concerned. I thought last year that the goal was to figure out what Jalen is, is going forward. And we get to the end of the season. They make it to the playoffs. It's a pleasant <clears throat> surprise. They get blown out by the Buccaneers. That was no surprise. And we saw a lot of great plays and playmaking ability from Jalen, but the jury's still out. And, and then you go this week, week one, and then we're always trying to make a decision on Jalen's future each and every week. But what if we're sitting here at the end of 2022 and we still don't know? And then the Eagles got to come to that decision. And, and we're still going, well, he's he's a playmaker. He can run for 900 to 1,000 yards. He's missing some plays, but he makes some plays. And now are you investing 35, 38, 40 million yeah. a year into I've a guy where – you How long I've been talking know. about that, Jody? I, I, I'm, I'm starting to think we just may not know. Like, like it, it's not going to be – 80% feel yes, he is or isn't. It's going to be in the middle. And they're setting. Well, that's what. All right. Let me throw this at you, Rob. Mm -hmm. Because I think we do know. And I think you just defined it. Mm 
He's a playmaker. He's a playmaker. Here's how I described it this week when I was writing about it. This offense is not run first. It's not pass first. It's Jalen Hurts first now. It is a Jalen Hurts first offense. He's never going to beat Joe Burrow. He's never going to beat Justin Herbert. Why try to make him into Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert? Is that worth? That to me is the conversation. If this is a Jalen Hurts first offense and he does what he does, what he did in Detroit on a consistent basis, can you move forward with that at, obviously you can do it at $2 million a year. Can you do it at $40 million a year? That's a great question, and I, I don't know that I could commit that at this point. I really don't. And I do feel that this is where that decision is going to be headed towards. I, I don't think he's going to develop into Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Josh Allen, but that doesn't mean he's not going to be a winning quarterback who can get you into the playoffs doing the things that he does, and he does very well right now. So it's it's setting up for an extremely difficult decision. Now, listen, it's week one. We got 16 more games in the playoffs and things can change and he can lead them to a 13 and four record and they can get into the playoffs with the number one seed and ride it all the way to the Super Bowl and lose to the Bills or whatever happens. Right. Lose. Uh, Come on. They're going to win that game. But but, but at this point, when you go week to week, to me, it's uh, you got this is who he is. This is what he can do. You got to figure out if that's the kind of football team you want to be built around and win that way. And if it takes the 20 carries, as Nick Sirianni says, yeah, that's great. I don't know if he can handle that for the entire season. And they don't have to worry about that until they sign that check with the uh, the 200 guaranteed million dollars or whatever it turns out to be. By the way, it's not going to be Eagles Bills. It's going to be Eagles Dolphins. Oh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. The, the two uh, the two of Jalen Bowl. I'm on it. I'm on the two of Jalen showdown bandwagon. Uh, that was my preseason prediction for the Super Bowl. And I've said this to Johnny Mac. I've said it on uh, WIP, and Eagle fans don't agree with me, and they don't want to hear it. My prediction is that when the season is over and done with, and we even go to the NFL draft. Jalen Hurts is going to come back and play on the rookie year of his deal. They've got one more year to go. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to do an extension. I don't think they're going to have the chance to use a first-round draft pick. Now, I could be wrong. Maybe with the Saints pick at number 18 or whatever it is, they take a quarterback. I'm doubting they couple it to move up and get the guy. They're going to want to keep both picks. I think they're going to, as you said, Rob, Last year, we were hoping to be able to get the question answered. At the end of this year, we're hoping to get the question answered. I think there's a good chance we still don't have the answer, and they'll go back to evaluating again next year, and Jalen Hurts will be here again. Now it gives Howie Roseman a lot of flexibility. If he's playing on a $2 million deal, that'll give him a chance to fix whatever other problem he has. But I think that's the way the uh, end of the season is going to end up. And I don't think that'll be a, a mistake on the Eagles' end. I think that's smart business. For, for them to do that. I, I think they've been burned. We've seen it by giving a quarterback a contract extension well uh, well in advance. They, and and that, that's got to be – they didn't have to give Carson that contract extension when they did, but they did, and, and it backfired on them. So I think that's got to play into Howie and Jeffrey's mind. Hey, if you can get Jalen Hurts back on an, and, and uh, another – keep him here and, and evaluate him one more year at that – why not? And, and – there might be hey Lamar Jackson's going into this year playing uh, 
Yeah, Mars betting on himself. Yeah, and 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 that that's that's just a whole other scenario, and he's on a whole different level. But if if he if the Ravens do that with Lamar, I think the Eagles could do that with Jalen. But we're we're way down the road on this right now. Well, here's the road we're down. One and zero. Even though the offense (laughs) was great and the defense was brutal. 1-0 1-0 and is 1-0 and anyway, you slice it. Mighty man, always a pleasure. Uh, go get your workout in, big guy. Oh, thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks, Rob. That is Rob Mighty of the Associated Press. Covers the entire I forgot area. to ask about Carson. That's the new contender. Oh, the, shoot. Uh, he was in Washington, and yeah. we never asked the question on yeah. that. Shame on me. Yeah, shame oh, on me. Oh, my God. My bad. I think uh, we're, and the we're commanders starting. look like they're the uh, big competition in the NFC East now with the Cowboys. Uh, let's be, I mean, Cowboys don't have. Four to six weeks for Dak Prescott. That's what they're hoping. Four to six weeks. Really? I saw six to eight. Uh, it just came out this morning. Um, I just muted myself. Sorry, Jody. Because um, my dog was barking. Um, four to six weeks, Jerry Jones just came out this morning. But I think that's hopeful. I think it's more likely going to be six to eight weeks. So. Yeah. Which, of course, uh, I think they're the crossing Eagles, their fingers. Eagles and Cowboys play five weeks from now in week six here in Philadelphia. And I think they'll be going up against Cooper Cup, uh, Cooper Cup, Cooper Rush. Um, you think the Cowboys are going to make a move for a quarterback next? I think they have 48? to. I think they have to, don't they? they? They It might be something on somebody else's practice squad. I, I, who are, are, are right, they? That, that I'm not talking about. I'm talking about somebody that can come in. And they'd end up pushing Will Greer to the practice squad. And this guy would be the backup for at least a period of time until they got him I'm up to speed. I'm trying to think out there. Um, Cam? Oof. That's, oof. Uh, is he better than Cooper Rush? Yeah. But I... I mean, it's, it's a bad situation. That's why, you know, we talk about Gardner Minshew a lot. We don't want to see Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew is a top five backup in this league. There aren't a lot of good backup quarterbacks, never mind trying to get one on the street. But if, if Dak was out for um, eight to 12 weeks or the, the season, obviously, I think then you would have to seriously consider Cam Newton. I think they're already crossing their fingers that he's going to be back sooner than they expected. So, Probably they'll try to get through it with Cooper Rush and Will Greer. And that's do you know be Jim Nagy? Uh, yeah, senior bowl uh, administrator. Yeah, you know. NFL scout who said yesterday Eagles should trade Gardner Minshew to the Cowboys for a second round pick. Not on your life. That is that that is an interesting way to look at. Not it, on I, your yeah. life. You don't want to help. You don't the want any part of helping the Cowboys. The Cowboys yeah. are up, down, step on their necks. Do maybe, not give them maybe, a helping hand with Gardner Minshew. Maybe Jim's a closet Cowboys fan. Yeah, maybe that's what. All right. Yeah. We got to get our last time out in. Come back, put a bow on the show here on Birds 365. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Philadelphia fans were cut from a different cloth. 
born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life. We believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible. While we may be from different neighborhoods, come Sunday, we are one and we will be heard. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. It's the number one news at 10 p.m. Action news on PHL 17. Join Shari Williams, Gray Hall, Deuces Rogers, and meteorologist Adam Joseph for all the big stories at a time that's right for you. Action news at 10 p.m. on PHL 17. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say. But as I always say. It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. this up quickly so i will do so with this final question for my partner john mcmone it's a hypothetical if you have the first question on a good tuesday with jonathan gannon what question will it be mcmullen oh it's going to be about jordan davis and the rotation system and how it how it should well how why can't it change and why it should change something of that and by the way jerry jones real quick i want to sneak it in uh, our buddy John Mashota, who's on the show, covers the Cowboys, does a great job. Uh, he's not going on injured reserve. Jones seems to think it's closer to three to four weeks now. Feel better about it than we did on Sunday night. So that's okay. what Jerry Jones is trying to do. Now, see, that's legit. If you really do think he can be back in three weeks yeah. and you no, don't put him on no IR, IR, that's yeah. them because they're handicapping themselves if they don't. Yeah. If they don't put him on IR and he doesn't play till six weeks down the road, that's a calculated error and a mistake. So I'll give yeah. the Cowboys, a, I'll give Jerry Jones at least that much credit. He's uh, he's backing yeah. up his words with his actions. And that's Maybe probably that. a clear indication as well that they're going to try to get through those three to four weeks with Cooper Rush. So it's going to be a tough three to four weeks with uh, for the Dallas Cowboys. And or Will Greer, the West Virginia yeah. stud coming off the yeah. head. I thought Greer was going to be a player coming out of college. He has not turned out to be that. All right, Johnny Mac, uh, I'd, I'd say we do this again tomorrow. You here yeah. tomorrow morning? Happy Wednesday uh, tomorrow. But today we got to get through a happy Tuesday with the coordinators.
McMullen and McDonald back here tomorrow in two and two. You've been listening to Birds 365, the destination for the passionate Eagles football fan who bleeds green. If it's Eagles football, we're talking about it. Debate inside the locker room and guests that are some of the greatest football minds from around the region. We hope you enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on social media at Jacob Sports. See you next time on Birds 365. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.